Social emotional learning, it's the new way. Where culturally responsive meets innovation. Hey, Dominators, my name is Kristen Hopkins, CEO and founder of Dangers of the Mind, a company that identifies the attacks against your everyday thought life that shifts major progress. I'm a social emotional learning expert, curriculum developer, and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of youth and young adults through culturally responsive and culturally affirming resources. Welcome to Dangers of the Mind. Welcome back to another Dangers of the Mind episode. I'm your host, Kristen Hopkins, and y'all know your girl is good for a story, so it's story time. But in all seriousness, I hope this story really inspires someone. So I believe you all know my story about how God threw me into education, into this field that I was definitely not qualified for, but he qualified me, okay? I was in a whole other industry, and I wrote a book, and boom, I looked up, and I'm developing curriculums based off of a book I wrote for kids. Well, okay, it wasn't really like that, but we'll be here all day if I really showed y'all the real truth about you know, my life. So go get the Dangers of Mind book on dangersofmind.com to read the full story. But I started in alternative education in the alternative education system. And I taught my program for a year. And then the district I was working with said, this is powerful. And we want to bring this to all the alternative schools. And at the time it was in DCPS. So I was like, wow, God is good. You know, but I was also like, wow, God, where the team at though? You know what I'm saying? So the year of 2017 and 2018, I hustled like I never hustled before. I don't even think it was healthy, y'all. I was teaching my curriculum in so many schools by myself. I was collecting data and analyzing it with researchers and I was just getting by. It was so hard. Imagine going into a whole nother field, trying to learn information, trying to read, trying to go into schools and teach. I mean, it was so hard. I would have never recommended anyone to do that, (laughs) but I did it. And I did it because I was passionate about it. And I'm still passionate about it years later, but it was some of the best years of my life, being on the ground level, getting to know new kids every day getting to understand what teachers were going through, getting to see principals and understand their struggles and understand their passions as well. Because many people in the alternative arena, you got to be passionate if you're up in there. And I'm calling out the ones that are not passionate too, because I see y'all. And if you're not passionate, give somebody else a job that is passionate because all you are doing are collecting a check and hurting students' lives. Okay. I said it. Yes. And I'll say it again and again and again, because it's not about collecting a check in these type of environments. These students really, really need teachers that care about them. But let's get on to the real subject of today's message. Let's talk about this data collection. Okay. It was a gagger. And shout out to my friend Ray, because that is her word. But that means basically that the data I couldn't even like begin to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it just because of the sake that somebody needs to hear this. If you are looking to develop a curriculum or you are testing something new out in schools or whatever you're doing that is data related, this is for you. Because picture me working in a school and transient population, that means kids are in and out. And what was happening is 
Kids would leave the school. Like, I'm not talking about leave for the school day. I'm talking about leave the school, like not coming back. And teachers wouldn't even give me a heads up that the child was leaving. So I would come back and they were like, oh, so-and-so is, oh, they have another school now. I'm like, excuse me? And so the pretest data that I had for this child and how this child had learned in my classroom had now been totally erased because we didn't know how to get a hold of the child. It was an absolute nightmare. Also, I started seeing students not accurately evaluating themselves when doing the curriculum. So I had to add another piece and a tool into my curriculum that made a teacher evaluate them and a child evaluate them at the same time. So what happened was a child would say, oh, I'm a great listener. And the teacher would come right behind them and be like, "Uh, you wasn't listening the other day. Do you still believe you're a great listener? And what will happen is that child will be like, oh, wow, you're right. I wasn't listening the other day. I might not be the best listener. And these were ways that we got accurate data versus a child just being able to think that they were good at something and not really truly assessing if they were truly good at something, right? But it was also a nightmare because we had to realize that children had issues with being vulnerable and understanding their true emotions and identifying their weaknesses. They didn't want to talk about their weaknesses. And so we're like, this is what social emotional learning is. So imagine, first of all, the SEL field where people are like, wait, we talking about our emotions in school? We was only taught to read and write and learn how to, you know, what, history and English. Nobody trying to talk about building relationships in schools. And so when we brought this to schools, many teachers wasn't with it, okay? And many adults wasn't with it because they all had their own dangers in mind. So they looking at me like, you telling me? After I get cussed out by a child, you wanted me to teach this child social emotional learning about relationships? No, I'm not rocking with that child right now. And so we just didn't have to do the work with the students, but we had to first do the work with the adults so that they could model these skills in the children's lives. This episode is brought to you by BlackSEO.org. What does your home environment look like? Would you consider it a busy home, a loving home, an angry home? A struggling home, or all of the above. Join us as we discuss the power of social emotional learning in Black homes and communities. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register. Remember, seats are limited, so act fast. Another thing that was hard for us is actually having adults get us back data once they taught the program. These adults will want to go to right on to the next subject. They wouldn't want to fill out our trackers. It was so hard. So I constantly had to update new systems in these spaces. And that was a challenge. But just even speaking about it really, really makes me understand how resilient I really am. Because these were things that I was adamant to change. I was adamant to find a solution. And that is a big part of my character of who I am. So I thank all of these people and experiences that I had because it made me really push through and say, I'm not giving up just because you're not invested. I'm not giving up just because this child don't choose to come to school. I'm not giving up just because that child chooses to come to school high and don't want to focus today. I'm going to keep pushing forward. So I want to talk about some forms of assessments you need. The first one, of course, if you're doing any type of observation, you're doing any type of curriculum, you need a pre and post survey so that you can understand what your outcomes should look like in real time 
and begin to measure them. In my industry, data equals dollars, and I'm just being plain as Jane, (laughs) okay? So if you can't prove with real numbers and real impact that your program is working or whatever you're trying to do is working, then you're not getting into schools. It's not happening. So you need to make sure that you are able to measure a child's growth and measure a child's success. I remember when I first started, I was getting a lot of qualitative data, which was great, right? I had statements, I had recordings, I had interviews with all these kids and principals and teachers. And, you know, check out our video on dangersofmind.com on the social emotional learning section. You'll see since 2016, we've been getting raves about our program from kids' mouths themselves. But that data don't mean nothing if you don't have no quantitative data to match it, no numbers. So it was great to hear how powerful the program was and the impact of the program and to physically see it with my own eyes. And I actually thought that was enough. And that was my mistake. For two years, I was thinking that was enough. And then I had to realize that there has to be more than that. I have to learn how to measure these students' success versus just recording them and seeing progress and getting their statements. So the quality of the program was great, but we had to go back in and test students and understand what their growth was from every aspect of our social emotional skills and knowledge-based parts of a pre and post-test. The second one I would suggest you all do is you need an implementation form. Many providers forget about this step and lose out on so much data. And this means you are not fully invested because this allows a child to speak up and tell you what is working and what is not. Now, implementation form is not just for a child. These are for adults too. You need to know if you have a facilitator that's facilitating your program, you need to know the feedback. If you're giving them scoping sequences and they don't know how to follow them or they don't know how to implement your program correctly or one lesson doesn't work the way that you want it to work, as a provider, you should be able to make room to get that feedback. And a lot of times what I see is that providers drop off programs and you won't see them for the rest of the year. And I can't, as a company, allow myself even to do that because it doesn't even hurt like me personally, but it hurts the organization. It hurts the child to not be able to grow and see the growth. And so it's really important that children are able to grow, but we're able to see it in real time. So shout out to our resilient coaches who are checking in with our schools and being on top of it and making sure that these programs are the most impactful that they can be. Thank you to my DOM team for that. The third one is school site implementation feedback forms. Not just do you have to do an implementation form for the students, but you should see what's going on at the schools. It's one thing for somebody to tell you something, but if you can't check in, you know, at least once a year, of course, if the schools are in your state, at least once a year check in, or even doing a video check in where you're able to see the classroom in action on Zoom. We've done this before as well. It is important. We take inventory. These school sites visits and these implementation feedback forms, this is what allows you to see the tremendous growth, especially in the alternative environments, because it allows you to be hands-on and you can fix and adjust based on needs as you go. If you are not continuously evaluating quality improvement, then you are not really looking for impact in real outcomes. Many curriculum providers are just out providing curriculums and forgetting why 
they started in the first place. Go back to the why. I know it's hard. I know sometimes it may get frustrating, but this is the way that formative assessments are supposed to be done and continue to be innovative. When you are innovative, things happen, right? I just believe in that. I believe in creativity. I believe if it doesn't work, let's try something new. And this is what I've been doing for years and making sure that I'm always coming up with solutions. So I hope you're able to take these tools and apply them as an educator or if you're an administrator, please look for these tools in your providers. I hope you are able to take these tools and apply them as an educator. Or if you're an administrator, please, please look for these tools in your providers that you're going to buy from or invest in for your students. It will make a world of a difference when you see the outcomes. So that's a wrap for our Dangers of My episode today. Be sure to subscribe, rate the show, and share with your friends. As always, keep dominating. This episode is brought to you by BlackSEO.org. What does your home environment look like? Would you consider it a busy home, a loving home, an angry home, a struggling home, or all of the above? Join us as we discuss the power of social-emotional learning in Black homes and communities. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register. Remember, seats are limited, so act fast.